Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. My guest today is Sirius C- Rivas Redejo. I'm so happy to have you to, here today, and I, I'm thankful that you're a good sport because I really messed up your name there. But thank you for coming, Sirius. I appreciate you. Oh, you did a great job. You gave yourself <laughs> credit. Um, and this is coming from a speech language pathologist, so I would tell you <laughs> you didn't get it right. But thank you so much for having me. Yes, for sure. So before we get into what you do, could you tell us who you are? Who is Sirius? Gosh, so much there. I mean. I, before I get into like my business name and things like that, first and foremost, I am a daughter of bilingual parents who immigrated from Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic to the United States. Wow. And that's where my journey started. And man has it weaved where then it, I became the sister of two wonderful adults now. <laughs> they were always wonderful, but they're adults now. Um, mm-hmm. siblings who have special needs and special abilities. My sister has spina bifida, which is a congenital um, disorder and handicap. Mm-hmm. And my brother is hard of hearing, a sensory neural bilateral hearing loss. So mm-hmm. really, I, I start with that because that is how I see everybody that I work with that have differences that are marginalized, that are wondering how they can communicate, connect, and create differently. And so that's what feeds into and inspires what everything I do with my company, the Empowering Light Language LLC. And so in um, that company, I provide all these different types of services. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. So usually when someone has a career, it usually stems from some something that happened in your life. In your case, you zeroed in on communication because you've had to. So what has been the biggest challenge on a personal level dealing with the issues that might have come up in the communication? You know, I want you to talk about it as if you're talking to a mom who has a child who is hard of hearing or, you know, has some kind of disability that inhibits, you know, normal communication. Yeah. Well, one of the things that that I see all the time, which is really something that is really important to me, is moms are dealing with a lot of different things. And if you have more than one child, especially if you have more than one child, but let's say you have one and you still have maybe a spouse or you have your own personal health to deal with, Mm -hmm. how do you manage all those different things? I saw that very clearly with with my parents and with my mom especially, where she would go to sleep at midnight and wake up at four o'clock in the morning every day to then pick us up and take us to different therapies. My sister had speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy. My brother had speech therapy and different like follow-ups for different medical issues that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, They both had a lot of surgeries. And so even if you don't have a child that is dealing with all these different medical and health and communication issues, there's, it's a juggling act. And so take care of yourself in the midst of that. And how do you feel like you are supporting the needs of all of your kids in addition to yourself? I ask my, my mom every once in a while, every like five to 10 years, I'm like, ma, how did you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the things that she said was there's certain things that had to go. And unfortunately, she realizes now that one of the things that went was her socializing and her self-care, her sleep. And so one of the things that I'm really passionate about and that I help families with is to make sure that they are actually including themselves as parents, their mm. self-care, and the strengths and needs of every person in the family, the family right. well. instead of like, okay, the needs of these one or two eclipse everyone else. Right, With right. The sibling, I I kind of felt ignored. I, I'll fully admit, I was like, it's all if I don't have a medical issue, if I don't have a therapy <laughs> and I didn't, I wasn't getting attention. So I had to fend for myself a lot. Right, right. Right because I'm very resilient, I'm very independent. But as a kid, I was a little resentful. I was a Go little away. guilty. And so I think that a lot of kids out there that may have siblings with different things going on, different services and needs, maybe feeling cast aside. And I love talking to those kids directly too. You know, you said something in, the, in, in your response about how we can, as mothers, um, focus on the immediate needs, right? So if you have one child and it's not as bad, but if you have several children with different needs, you, you tend as a mother to just focus on the most urgent or most important needs and neglecting all the others. So it's, it's very good that your mom, you know, was able to do spread a little love and you know and and then try to take care of herself as well because that's something we don't do as solo moms really so exactly and yeah. even though my dad was involved initially very quickly by the age of 11 they got divorced 
a lot of which because of all of the demands of the health and the money, and they were both full-time bilingual educators. So they had mm-hmm. three, they had three kids, two of which had a lot of medical issues, mm-hmm. and they were trying to nurture their relationship. Yeah. So how do you balance all of that? There's a yes. lot of organizational systems that you can use as is a household, t- capitalizing on how each person learns and processes information, mm-hmm. what their interests are, what what will light them up and have it be visible to the whole family so that everyone feels heard and seen and acknowledged. It's like, Oh, I'm here versus like, I'm, I'm kind of seen sometimes. Right. Attention sometimes. Right. So everybody feels a part of the team. Yes. Yes. Against the world. (laughs) Yes. 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 I see that. So would that be your number one advice then? to moms who are juggling multiple priorities, especially when it comes to the children, because you don't want a child to feel neglected. You know, I sometimes read about kids in big family who just doesn't feel like they existed at all. And so can you give us like a tip on how to navigate that? Because it, it, it takes, you know, effort. Well, two things that come to mind right away when you ask that, it's a great question. One is what kind of visual supports or or something that everyone can reference? I have some families that they put it all on their like Google phones and they share a calendar amongst themselves with everybody. Mm-hmm. I personally still prefer something in the actual household where in a place where everybody passes by and I have it color coded. I'm like a color coding fiend. <laughs> everyone has a certain color and and even if it can't be every day of the every day a little time with each kid what if there's a special time of 15 to 30 minutes with each kid a week and they can see it they can anticipate it they can look forward yes. to it plan it with you oh during that time can we watch this tv show together or during that time can we just cuddle during that time can i read this book to you that i'm really excited about like something that getting it out of your head out of the adrenaline go 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 and out into your household that you can point to and be like, you see, sweetie, I, I got you. You're important to me. This is where I'm going to see you. Yes, we have this and this and this with so-and-so, but this is going to be our special time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I recommend. And the other one, and it may be even more important, honestly, than the first, is the kids are watching you. They are watching you. They care more about what you're doing than what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if you want them, to take care of themselves and value self-care. They need to see you doing it. Yes. And so having the, hey, this is mommy time and having that also be on the calendar visible, like, oh, this is off limits time. And it could be when you're taking a soak in the bath. It can be when you're reading a book, going for a walk, grabbing coffee, whatever it is. They not just hear you say it, but they know it. They see it visually. You can remind them and just point to that calendar, point to that visual reference that picture schedule. There's, there's so many different ways it can show up. And and they'll be like, oh, wow, this is something that adults do. This is something that I can do and ask for and honor myself with when I'm an adult. <gasps> I mean, think about this, the seeds that plants for their well-being yes. in the future. Yes. Yes. I firmly believe that. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. All right. So I'm going to give you some time to tell us how you help others, how you help moms or your clients. 
But before you do that, I'm very curious to know, growing up, and I know both your parents spoke Spanish, but they're from different countries. So we know that culturally they were probably different. Yes. What is it like in a household like that as a child? Well, you think it's the culture? There are so many things beyond that. Oh, my God. (laughs) My dad was an atheist. My mom Mm. was Catholic, devoutly Catholic. My dad was an artist, and my mom was a dancer. (laughs) Mm. My my mom is all about um, seeing the glass half full. You know, the what, what... what you put out in the world creates your life. Your choices are what's creating your life. And my dad's like, everything's written, everything's done. I'm just at the effect of, yeah, of the yeah. work, at the whim of God and at the whim of what's already written. So it, was, it wasn't even like Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico. It was so many layers of like, what is happening? <laughs> and I remember as a kid feeling like I was ping-ponging behind, between these different worlds all the time. And one of the things that it really, that they did have in common was they asked all of us to be critical thinkers and to ask a lot of questions and be curious, which, you know, they might've regretted later. Some of the time they're like, oh man, you're asking too many questions. (laughs) But that led me to ask a lot of questions and not just base my life on what was projected and expected of me, Mm -hmm. but what I wanted and desired. And I still had to let go of a lot of pressure that I put on myself and like gender role expectations and things like that. But they really seemed to encourage me to to live with beyond definition and make my own path mm-hmm. because they both did. Yeah, yeah. As, as immigrants, they both did. And so that was one way that they did. And I just took it and I ran with it and I did it in so many other ways. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, um, I wanted to know that because, you know, there's... Nowadays, it's more prevalent that people from different cultures have kids together. And I I think it's something that's worth addressing, you know, because those kids have to grow up in that environment with the tug and pull. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be a bad thing. A lot of parents come to me wondering, like them being bilingual, them coming from another culture, is this going to be a deterrent for them? Are they going to struggle more. And it really is about how the parents frame it for the kids. Right. It is like, oh my gosh, you're strong. You're going to get through this. You have all, you have our love and support behind you. Good thing you ask a lot of questions. Good thing you're adventurous. Then they'll be like, oh yeah, I got this. But if you're like, oh no, honey, this is going to be so hard. This is a challenge and we're going to climb over this mountain. Then they're going to feel really heavy about it and less capable. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely put. All right. So tell us how you help your clients. Gosh, well, it really depends on what of all the different ways they come to me for. If it's self-care, then it may be um, therapeutic energy work or uh, a session of coaching and facilitation and talking through things so that they have a clear mindset and they're aware of the language that they're using to frame their experience. I also look at individuals and families. So sometimes one individual in a family comes to me on behalf of their family. And I'm like, can I talk to the rest of the family, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to incorporate all of their interests, their gifts, their capacities, and yes. then I create a personalized plan for my families 
that addresses whatever areas of need that they have. If it if it's about organizational systems, if it's about clean cleanliness and how to handle chores, if it's about home and work balance, communication within the household, supporting one or many more than one person's needs um, and how it impacts everybody else. Uh, I've had it where I actually help multiple households. There was one household, there was one family that it was three different households, the mom, her new husband, the dad, her, his new wife, and then the grandparents. And the kid was shuffled around between these three households. And so then how do you co-parent? Yes. With all of these different styles and personalities and values. Yeah. And so I help them create a cohesive plan where they can work together more effectively for the benefit of all of the adults and this child that they were working, that they came to me for, who happens to have ADD and possibly autism. They're still mm-hmm. And um, it's working directly with the adults so that they feel like they are could be more effective advocates right. for the child, knowing their rights. And also what questions they can ask so that they're continuing to include their own well-being in the care of their children. Mm, that's pretty cool. I really like that model. It's very holistic. And I, I like how you focus on the parents who are really in control, right? They really are. And, you know, I'm not important. The parents are going to be the lifelong advocates, the experts of their kid. So mm -hmm. they should know the resources available to them, the strategies they can use. And their rights is within the school systems. A lot of them come to me, especially those that are Latino and speak Spanish, but even other ones of other cultures and, and races and languages. My my specialty is culturally and linguistically diverse populations. And I've worked with over 50 different languages over the course of my career. As long as the parents either speak English themselves or they're willing to use an interpreter, I like empowering parents to know exactly what their rights are and for them to not be railroaded by school systems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's well needed. And it's, it's, a, it's a great service that, you know, I'm sure a lot of solo moms could use because we're so tired or overwhelmed. And, and if we have an, someone who could teach us how to be an advocate, then I think that's, that's a great asset to have. Yeah, a yeah. lot of parents, they get this big old packet of their parental rights in some of these meetings. They're called individualized education meetings. Mm-hmm. Only lawyers read those whole things, <laughs> right? Lawyers and advocates like myself. And so sometimes yeah. parents will ask me to attend the meetings with them so they have a voice of someone that knows all the jargon, all the legal, mm-hmm. all the legalities. and also that they can ask those pointed questions given the degrees that I have that may add some more legitimacy to their very valid concerns. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right. And how can we get in touch with you? Well, people can reach out to me by emailing me at empoweringlightlanguage at gmail.com or going to my website, empoweringlightlanguage.com. Okay, thank you. And what is Sirius grateful for today? Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for my body. <gasps> I'm grateful for tea. I'm a tea fiend. Ooh. I just got a tea cart in my office that has like a whole setup with like loose leaf tea and, and bag tea and a little like kettle and everything and fresh flowers. So Aww. it's nurturing me as I get, as I'm a support to other people around the world. It's yeah. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank I'm you. Not- I am grateful that I can be anywhere in the world and meet so many people from so different, so many different variety of, you know, location, origin from locations. I could just talk to anyone from anywhere in the world because of this podcast. So I'm very grateful for that. I love it. That's yeah. Really yeah. Grateful for. yeah, for sure. Okay. So tell us about your podcast, Choosing oh, a Different I, Future. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was so into our conversation, I almost forgot. About it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good thing. Yeah, I just, I'm just really present with you. I'm loving this. Uh, my podcast is called, yeah, like you said, Choosing a Different Future with CDs, with myself, CDs. And um, it's really started from my siblings again. And we were each... Although we were raised by the same parents, we had completely different upbringings, mm-hmm. given what was expected and projected at us and at our bodies based on gender, based on uh, birth order and our health situations, given the, all the different things that they had going on. And so I wanted to have a platform to discuss and empower people with tools about how to create beyond what's projected and expected of you. Mm-hmm. And I have guests every couple of weeks. Um, talking about people that they work with or their own story of how they have created beyond, chosen beyond whatever was pushed upon them and expected of them. And Mm -hmm. then in those guest spots, I also talk about different strategies and different topics from relationships to communication to these beautiful X-Men kids that I affectionately call X-Men because I feel like they're the next evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and all the things in between. So everything related to communication, connection, and bodies. Mm, okay, cool. So we put the link to the show no- on the show notes so people could link to your podcast and yeah, listen to right. it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I always ask, give me two pieces of advice for a solo mom. And bear in mind, one of those solo mom may be the mother in your upbringing. The mother, yeah. I literally am always speaking like as if I'm talking to family. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm here who's listening to my voice right now, and you didn't know it, but your family. Hi. <laughs> I, I would, I would advise for them to listen to their inner knowing and not doubt it just because somebody says that they know better. From a doctor to a teacher to another parent, you're the expert of your kids, and mm-hmm. nothing's worth your peace of mind. So. If you'd like to discover more and get an evaluation, a screening, another, a second opinion, go for it. Instead of yeah. having it rattling around in your head, distracting you and making you worried, the kids will notice. And so go ahead and get that second opinion and the more information. Yeah. And then the other tip I would give is for you to prioritize your self-care. Please, please, yesterday, prioritize yes. it. yes. It's going to make you a happier person. It's going to make you a more effective parent. And it's going to have you be an example to your kids in ways that have impacts and implications beyond what you can even imagine right now. I still think about my mom going to sleep at midnight and waking up at four and running around to all these appointments to this day, decades later. And uh, there's a lot of strength in that. And there was a lot of things like, could I not have that as my life? What else could I do? <laughs> you know? 
And I, I dedicated myself to finding all these other ways that she could still be the loving, amazing mom that she is while also having more of herself. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Sirius Rivas, for day, huh? for coming and speaking to us today. Um, any parting shot? Any last words? Just feel free to reach out, even if it's just to say hi and to inquire to me. I love, like you, I love connecting with people around the world. And sometimes it's just a quick question in an email, and sometimes it's it needs a, a more lengthier discussion. But whatever length, length uh, and way of interacting people are open to and that would like to give them that peace of mind and for them to know how else they can support the communication needs and well-being needs of their kids, I would love to support that. Okay. And do you have an Instagram handle? I do. It's Siris, S-I-R-I-S dot Empowering Light 711. Okay. We'll put that in the link as well. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You're doing great work. And if there's any other ways I can contribute to your podcast and to your listeners, just let me know. Thank you. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemary.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't parent in silence so take action today And let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.